Hello and welcome to Resident Advisors Exchange, our series of conversations with the artists, labels, and promoters shaping the electronic music landscape. I'm Jordan Rothline, and I'm the tech editor at Resident Advisor. Our guest this week is Hans Joachim Rodelius. It's hard to properly introduce him because his life has intersected with a staggering amount of history, both musical and otherwise. He was a founding member of Cluster and Harmonia, two of the most important and influential groups to emerge from Germany in the 20th century. But the path that led him there is as thrilling as the sounds themselves. You'll hear about it all shortly from the man himself, as told to the German music journalist Florian Sievers recently at our office in Berlin. The interview comes in advance of this month's Lifelines Festival here in Berlin, which this year will delve into Rodelius's life and work. You can find our full archive of exchanges on residentadvisor.net and follow us on SoundCloud at ra-exchange. Rodelius, next up on The Exchange. very 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 well when I'm here because I love it uh, still love it uh, even so I'm here just accidentally <clears throat> so whenever I'm here I feel home of course it's your birthplace you've been born it's my birthplace yes and uh, have a big relationship because my career started here in 60 76 78 so um, there are strong threats Berlin. You even um, started your, um, somehow your, um, or you even had your first contact to the arts in a way in Berlin when you have, when you were a child actor at the age of four. Yeah, but I wasn't aware that I was connected to the arts. I just, was, my parents wanted me to play these roles in some films because my father was a dentist mm -hmm. and some of his patients, they worked for the UFA. So one of the guys who came to him, he saw me and said, oh, I would like to have this guy to play in a film. So it started in when I was three. In 38 was the first film I, I played in. You even uh, um, experienced the war in Berlin and you've been evacuated to the countryside in 43, is that right? 43, we were evacuated to the east to East Prussia, mm -hmm. there we stayed for about one year, and then we had to flee because the Russians uh, approached, and we went to uh, the former Sudetengau for until the end of the war. Mm -hmm. And then we had to walk from Czechoslovakia to near Berlin, and then we stayed there for, Berlin for some years in, in a little village called Altöbern, <clears throat> There I went to school, and then we moved to the Erzgebirge. I don't know how to explain it in English. In the south of East Germany. Mm. And then I went to school again, and then they took me into the army. The eastern guys took me into the army. I had to go. And I stayed in the army one year, then I fled away, deserted. That was up after the uprising of 53, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. For 50, when did I flee? 44, uh, for 54 I, I fled. And uh, my family called me back. He just fled. I had no, I didn't swear a note, mm -hmm. nor I signed something. I just was soldier. And then um, I went back because my family said, you can come back, they don't do anything, any harm to you. 
And I came back and they put me into jail. And after the jail, two years jail, I had the possibility to study uh, physiotherapy mm. and uh, nursery and uh, I was guide of the dying. And then um, one day the Stasi called me in the Normannstrasse and I immediately packed my stuff and went away because it was still open Berlin in 1960. Mm. And uh, after then uh, my new life started here in, in West Berlin. So you resettled to West Berlin immediately, uh, one year before they set up the yeah, world and yeah, could leave. Yeah, right? one year before. Yeah. So how was West Berlin in, in the 60s when you came here? Uh, for me it was, of course, something uh, very exhausting because um, they didn't accept my start exam, my examiner. Mm -hmm. So I had to do several different jobs to survive. Uh, very funny jobs. <clears throat> I was a detective and I was a, a f worker in the fruit, a fruit in Fruchthof. Many, many ships. I was market. a butler. I mm. was a butler. And then <clears throat> finally I became, um, could work as a masseur. Some people where I worked as a masseur, they got me as a personal masseur. So I had uh, very famous acquaintances with many famous people with Wolfgang Neuss, for example, with the uh, publisher of Henry Miller. I, I got to know Henry Miller here mm -hmm. when I gave massages to this woman and uh, people from the film industry. But I also did different jobs. I was a butler for a fabricant of uh, wool, of pullover, mm -hmm. and uh, drove him uh, in the holidays to Corsica. And then I stayed in Corsica because I loved Corsica, so, so Corsica is my, my, my second homeland. And since 63, I'm more or less every year in Corsica. I have many friends there, musicians, they come to the Lifelines program as well. So, um, but w when I asked this question about the, the West Berlin in, in the sixties, I was thinking of more of the um, the cultural also political, scene. Yeah. No, yeah, also yeah, the political yeah. scene, but the cultural scene. So, how did you, with all these jobs, how did you come in contact with the music scene or with the, with with what would later become your career now? Yeah, my one of my patients was a pianist, and she was also very much into the West Berlin culture. She was a girlfriend of Shilly, of this guy who was the lawyer of the Rote Armee Fraktion. And he was later the so Minister was, for the Interior of yeah. Germany. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she got me to know the Living Theater, a performance of a Living Theater, Paradise, no, Frankenstein. And when I got to know this, I became curious how art would, would be from, how, how I could, could involve myself into art. And then step by step I did it. I, I got to know uh, people, uh, freelance artists like I was afterwards. So they started with some collaborations, street music, some collectives, and at the end, human being who was at the end um, running the Zodiac Club. Yeah, you, you co-founded this this club, Zodiac, in 67, I think? 68. 68. 68. With, uh, with, with yeah. Konrad Schnitzler. Konrad Schnitzler. And uh, Boris Schark, Elke Lixfeld and some others. And um, it was a club that runs for about one and a half year. Then it was closed by the city. And then we went to, Af to Africa. The whole group went to Africa and split in Casablanca on the parking space. Oh. Human being was <laughs> split there. Then I went back to Berlin and at the end of Berlin, at the end of 69, I founded the Schnitzler cluster with Q, with K, okay. and uh, with Möbius, the three of us. And we went on tour for one and a half year. And then Schnitzler left the group and Möbius and I, we uh, changed just the first, uh, we had just the first letter. Buchstaben. Yeah, first letter. Into yeah. cluster, mm -hmm. first letter into cluster. And then we uh, were on the road for about 40 years. Yeah, yeah. but b before we come to all this, I would like to go back to the Zodiac Club, because, uh, or, or Zodiac, yeah, maybe yeah. if you pronounce it in German. Because that had only very brief period of existence, one and a half years, yeah. you just said, but it was so influential that people still 
talk about it yeah. like people like me still know about it today can you describe a bit what kind of place was that it was the first free arts free arts club in berlin at the time it was uh, about uh, the same pe period like the factory in new york and uh, the arts club in london it was in the same quality mm -hmm. free uh, organized by people who really liked to get what they wanted to do And it was just um, two open rooms. One was for to socialize, sitting around, talking to each other, drinking beer, having whatever. And another room was uh, a black in black, where all these happenings started. Mm -hmm. There was not only music. There was theater. There was uh, acting, and uh, there were exhibitions. Mm -hmm. Every day there was happening some some different sort of event, and it was very busy. It was always crowded, and human being was it was a, um, the home of human being. Mm. So we became aware of what we are, what we did in the zodiac whilst playing in Koran Publico, and um, there is one product from. 68, it's called Human Being Life at the Zodiac 1968. I don't know whether it's really well known. I don't think it's well known. Huh? I it's found it, but I have seen it, but I, I don't have it. I, I just, found yeah, it. yeah. No, it's available. Among, it came out in America, mm -hmm. in Toledo, by a label called Nepente. And what kind of uh, your first band or music project, Human Being, what kind of music was that? Because I've read you've said that it was musical actionism, it was the action. primal screams. So it's yeah, what it was uh, every every day in a diff different, uh, a different amount of people doing it. The, the nucleus was for five people. And we were always in the game. And then others came to us and in, have been involved. Um, sometimes we were nine people or something like I don't know, I think we were seven people when we did this record. Mm -hmm. And as, you, as you've just said, the, the Zodiac Club was also the birthplace of your first project. Do you pronounce it German? Cluster? Cluster, Cluster, you Cluster, say Cluster yeah. with K then. Yeah, yeah. So how did you meet Dieter Möbius and Konrad Schnitzler? He, was, he was guest there and he ran the club as well as we did but it was not well not as well known as the zodiac mm -hmm. it was called abismat Sayed, and it was just uh, play they play just music from records mm -hmm. so it was not live music so he was interested in what we did in the zodiac and he came and joined us there as a guest and then but he wasn't a musician himself at the time he was a cook in a restaurant and schnitzler said uh, schnitzler met him and thought that he would be a good musician and he invited him to play uh, in, in our group cluster which which was, was uh, just an idea and <clears throat> one day maybe said yes i try and he came and so cluster so was born for 40 years, yes. I mean, different with different letters. Yeah, you recorded two albums with this first incarnation of Cluster. Yeah. And um, funnily enough, in, in Düsseldorf, yeah. how did that come on? The Schwann label? And the we went, uh, when, the uh, when we found the Cluster, we decided after this 12-hour concert in the Gallery Humber, that was our second concert with Möbius, to uh, tour wherever possible. So we went out of Berlin and landed first in Düsseldorf and there we played in little clubs and the cantor came listening to us and he said, uh, please play a concert for me in the studio. I think your music is somehow uh, fits into my idea of new church music. Strange idea for the kind of music we did at the time. But it worked, really worked well. So we met, we, are, we went to Godolf and we uh, got to know about Connie Planck, who was sound engineer there. We played for about four hours constantly, what we ever did. And the cantor took some of the stuff out and put some text into it. Yeah, it was a first very track. radical idea because the, the music is not really, I mean, The first cluster music was really harsh. It yeah, was very experimental. Yeah, yeah. No, it still was experimental, but somehow it fit. 
to the text, but is it just one record, uh, one side of the LP is text and one side is hmm. is music? Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, yeah, as you've just said, in in, in Godov, it's which is part of Cologne. You've met Conny Plank for the yeah. first time, which is a, I think it was a Reno's studio where we, you recorded. And so um, he he became a very special person. Yeah, he became later on. We uh, afterwards we toured. Möbius and I we toured, and then we went uh, to stay for a while in Hamburg, where Conrad invited us to live with him in his community, where he lived with uh, Udo Lindenberg and and all these fam famous guys at that time. So he was our sponsor. We could live in his flat, mm -hmm. and he feeded us because we never had money. He produces us the first records in, in the Star Studio, Cluster One and Cluster Two. And then we followed him into his new studio in Cologne and there we produced other other records. I don't know which a lot altogether. And he toured with us as well when we live when we were live on the road. So he was like a, a third band member. You even mentioned him. As he a, was. As a he band was. Member. He was in fact the third member of Cluster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did such a lot of artistic input into what we did with him at the time. Also to my my first uh, solo record, Durch die Wüste. So he kind of became famous together with you. I mean, yeah. while working with you, he also became a very oh, famous he producer. Famous. Or was he already famous? He was okay. already, because he worked with Marlene Dietrich. He worked mm. with Jörg Ellington. Okay. And he worked with the Altervox and all these guys, and Divo. So he was quite famous by himself already. I see, I see. And then he, we went with, with Eno to him in his studio and did two records in his studio with mm -hmm. Eno. And so it was a, a long, very fruitful period with him. If I understood it right, when you have left Berlin at the end of the 60s to go on this very mm -hmm. long tour, you kind of never came back to Berlin. No. You, We left Berlin in 69, we came back 2007. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, why did you why did you not come back? We were on tour, it just happened that we were invited to stay there and mm -hmm. to stay there, Möbius and I first were invited to stay in uh, the north of Germany in Schleswig-Holstein and there we were invited to play at the first open air festival in Germany on the Isle of Fehmarn. Mm -hmm where we got to know Jimi Hendrix and Sly and the Family Stone and, and Alexis Corner and all these guys and uh, this drummer with white hair. Uh, I forgot. Too many people in my <laughs> head. Too many people. Not... Uh, was it? Anyway, famous guys in the field of rock and pop music. And then <laughs> this guy who invited us to stay in his in his farm, we uh, had the idea to create a community in the middle of Germany, in Forst, and invited us to come with him there and to stay with him there and to work there at this in this beautiful, most beautiful island, quasi island beside a river with beautiful old trees and, and fields and meadows and there we stayed then and, and Michael Rother came to us and we founded Harmonia mm -hmm. so um, we lived there for about seven years then we, my wife and I we left for Austria because one of the nuclear plants up rivers was uh, for years broken and they didn't tell. I didn't know. Uh, okay. People died, many, many children died on leukemia, but they didn't tell. Mm -hmm. So the, 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 so many people died and we, we just got our, our, child, our first child and we said, oh God, we have to leave here because just get rid of the danger. So we left first this beautiful place. Yeah, yeah. It, so it was kind of a beautiful place, but with a danger that you couldn't see. Yeah. Just like with the atomic yeah, yeah. radiation. It was a beautiful place with, with a danger we couldn't see. Interesting. Okay. But we come back to your leaving Forst. Before, first, I would like to talk about Forst a bit. Um, so you found this place because this guy from this festival took you there? Yeah. Okay, I always yeah. wondered how, how did you... We were invited mm -hmm. because it was this big place with three houses, uh, totally abandoned. Mm -hmm. We had to renovate them by our own coasts and a big uh, ranch and uh, just a big space and 
we dared to do it because it was a lot of work, really. For two years, I renovated the house. We mm. lived our, just our flat in that house, and Möbius and Rota as well. And um, it was beautiful work anyway. We had to do our, everything with our hands. We had to get back to the roots, go into the forest, cut wood, make a garden, uh, renovate, we had Wasserleitungen legen and water was, pipes. Yeah, yeah. water pipes yeah. and uh, toilet, and because it was just a plumps closet. <laughs> So it was it was a beautiful, very very beautiful situation. Was it a home for you after being you know, like homeless yeah, for 40 it years? Was for me, it was the first time in my life since '43 when I had to leave Berlin to settle down mm -hmm. and to become to get the feet on the earth mm -hmm. because I was always traveling, always on the road. So for me and my wife, it was really beauty in itself. To a living. To pee. Mm -hmm. I see. I see. Did you feel as as uh, as part of the the hippie movement? That it was. It was, was it? Did sure. you have long hair and? Yeah, like I had my long. I had still my long hair, but mm -hmm. I had long hair when I was a masseur as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it must be. Yeah, it must have been really beautiful. So how did you? Uh, how did you meet your wife there? Because I imagined it's it's, it's these three houses in the woods. I know Weserbergland. Yeah. It's a very beautiful area, but yeah. there's not too many people there. So. How did you we met we met before because she was working as a freelance artist as well she had ah. her own projects mm -hmm. and we met uh, we met in art places in festivals and experimenta war einer davon in frankfurt da war in kunstverein war ein festival da hat ist sie vor schrecken weil wir so laut waren aus dem haus gerannt ne? she was an artist at the she, she, festival she in frankfurt she had yeah. to leave the house because mm -hmm. we were so loud mm -hmm. <laughs> i see okay so you, so you went there together you, 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 and that was the first the first meeting we saw each other yeah and then afterwards we always met in different places in mm -hmm. basel in düsseldorf in Cologne, in hamburg and we saw each other and she knew that i will be her husband. Mm -hmm. She knew it already when we met. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day she came to Forth ah, yeah, okay. mm -hmm. with, her, with her boyfriend mm -hmm. and decided to stay. Mm -hmm. She was sent by my former girlfriend from Hamburg to get me to Hamburg because my former girlfriend didn't want me to be away from her. I see. Mm -hmm. But I would, didn't want to live in a, in a big city because Forst was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So she sent her to tell me that I had to come back to Hamburg to be with her. But she decided to stay there with me. The, the plan did not work. <laughs> Fortunately. Fortunately for you, yes. It was not our decision. No, it was destiny, I guess. So, and, and I, as you said, um, you really felt that it was the first time that you got your feet yeah. on the ground. And yeah. I think you can really hear, I, I can really hear that in your, the music you produced yeah, yeah, back then. Yeah, yeah. It was I, so happy and beautiful. I was so happy. Harmonic. We was so happy. Uh -huh. And every night I sat in the studio and played on this untuned piano or did some, some of my stuff. All my self-portraits, most of the material was done in force, mm -hmm. besides the work with cluster and harmonia. So I was all the time, I mean, I worked over 20 or four hours a day yeah? in the woods, garden, gardening, taking care of her on our first baby, our first, the daughter, our first child came mm -hmm. to birth. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful birth. She came, we had a big chimney, and my wife did a house birth. With a midwife? And it was, yes. was heaven. Mm -hmm. uh, she dared to do it at mm -hmm. home, and mm -hmm. nobody wanted it. The, the, the hospital said, you have to get to the hospital, You have to be. You have to have a doctor while it's birthing. And she said, "No, I want my child at home in front of the fireplace with music of my husband." Mm, beautiful, <laughs> very beautiful. And how, what did the other band members say when you when you kind oh, of yeah. became a family there? It was nice. It was okay. Was nice. Yeah, yeah, they agreed. Of course, uh, they didn't. I think the Möbius married afterwards, some years afterwards. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael is still unmarried, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we, be, before we come to your leaving uh, force, what you just talked about, mm -hmm. a bit about, um, yeah, as you just said, Michael, Michael Rota came to, to force. Yeah, Michael came mm -hmm. one and day and um, 
I think we have met, we had met uh, in between somewhere on, on concerts, uh, festivals. He came one day uh, with the idea of Klaus Dinger to form a supergroup called Europe. But fortunately, it didn't work out. <laughs> Harmonia worked out, but also only for three years mm -hmm. because Cluster, Möbius and I, we didn't want to rehearse every day the same things. We were really somehow a little bit like um, Fachidioten. Wie heißt das? We were fixed on our program, <laughs> our program not to rehearse. Yes, see. Mm -hmm. That was our aim. We don't rehearse, we play out of the moment and we see what's coming out mm -hmm. and to elaborate what's on. It worked well. It worked well. Yes, see. Yes. But Harmonia for three years existed. And at the end, when Harmonia already was, when we already split, Brian Eno came, and we worked, we re revitalized Harmonia in one pro with one product. It was very nice. The funny thing is that uh, Harmonia and Eno 76 is a product that fits totally to Klasse and Eno. It's the same sort of approach to music. Mm -hmm. Everybody has one track. No overdub, nothing. We just played it, did it. It was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Brian, Brian said he was there 11 days. At the end, he said, "I'm. I was here living like in the in the bubble, like in the bubble. Yeah. It was a different world mm -hmm. because normally he wanted to produce and to 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 elaborate his his way of working. With us, he had the chance to just." make music out of his belly, mm -hmm. not only of his mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which was always your, your yeah, yeah. approach to making yeah. music. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Brian Inu came there. How did you meet him on the, in the, in the first we place? We met him before. We, when we were in Hamburg, we went to his concert with Roxy Music when ah. he played this very, very nice additions to Roxy Music to Brian Ferry. Mm -hmm. And um, he invited him. We met him afterwards and said, Brian, oh no, excuse me. He came on a promotion tour for his um, solo first solo album, Another Green World, mm -hmm. to a concert of us, brought by a journalist from, of a concert of Harmonia in the Hamburger Fabrik, mm -hmm. and uh, just jumped into the game. There was a keyboard empty, we didn't play, and he come, came and played with us, and it worked really well. So you played at this club, Fabrik in Hamburg, yeah, and, yeah. and this guy entered the, the stage, did you know who he was? So this no, is no, Brian we, Eno? We knew, we knew. Okay, you knew him, okay. Mm -hmm. Of course. So that was not like a strange we were, Of course, we were proud that mm -hmm. he came in, mm -hmm. and just it came into the game just by, by accident. And then because it was so, it, it went so well, We, told, we said to him, please come to our first community and let's uh, try to do something else. And he said, yes, I will. And two years later, he appeared for 11 days. And that was what I tell, told him, telling you. So he was in Germany because he worked with David Bowie in Berlin at the time? or He, where, he was, was in, uh, when he came to our place, he just came from Berlin working on Low and Heroes and on his way to Switzerland to finish the works on Lone Heroes. And David always every day called, come Brian, you are, have an agreement with me in Lausanne, come on, finish our works. But he, he loved to stay with us, he really liked it. Our daughter, he, he took our daughter nights and... and he babysitted her? And yeah, well, he, was so, he was such a nice, that was really nice meeting with him before he went to be so famous like he is today. And it's funny because this this um, this this song by this river on his on his yeah. album Before and After Science, that means that this song relates I to think, the Visa. Yeah. I the, think this relates the to the Visa session. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's very beautiful. It's like? beautiful, yeah. Mm -hmm. there are middle, meanwhile there are hundreds of, of cover versions. Mm -hmm. And uh, you also recorded your first solo album in Forest before you left. Is that true? Do My do first solo album? Do you have to No, I did it with Connie and Connie's studio. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, okay. Uh -huh. We did it 76 and it came mm -hmm. out 78. Mm -hmm. uh, two years it needed to get to the public. Uh, 
I, and, and, and as you just said, then you, you you decided to leave because your first child was born and you were afraid yeah. of the radiation. Well, we of first, this yeah. So then you moved to Baden near Vienna? Mm -hmm. That was not directly to Baden, to a, to a little village called Blumau, where she was born. I see. And uh, at least it was not uh, as beautiful like in... Uh, in Forst, especially not for her because she was born there and she had a hard life as a child. But it was green. And our second and our third child, they came to us there. So at least when she, when they were born, they had first, their first feeling was green, not gray, you know, like beton. So mm. that's where you still live, right? You still yeah, live now we Baden live not or? in Blumhaven. Now we live in Baden. In ba sorry, yeah, in Baden. That's now we live, live in Baden. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It needed a little bit before before we could move to Baden. Mm -hmm. And uh, since 1996, nee, 95, we live in Baden, yeah. Different places now for 10 years in one place. Mm -hmm. And if you, you you have mentioned earlier in a conversation that your approach to making music has always been rather intuitive than, yeah. you know, with concepts and all this. So you never learned music, making music in school, right? You just did it by yourself. Yeah. Um, so can I say that you your only influence was also yourself or did what kind of external influences did you have when you started making music? Uh, in the Bible, it said that your name is known before you are born. And all what you have to do in your life, it's already decided. So I think I'm, I'm really walking in the steps, footsteps of my ancestors. They were teachers, preachers, cantors, church, uh, connected to the church and to education. And I've, I found out, I found out that's the thing, the way I have to go after some years of, of not really knowing why why do I music and but uh, because I was a physiotist I'm a physiotist and masseur as well I think it's the same thing I'm doing great in music now I give massages to the people's ears and but uh, I guess uh, since you've just said you you had long hair when you was already working yeah. as a masseur in, in Berlin I guess you also listened to some of the music that was around then, like Jimi Hendrix and, um, uh, and the my psychedelic first, rock. And my first connection to modern music was when I was Monsieur in Paris. My girlfriend made me, gave me to listen to Yanis Senakis and uh, Pierre Henry. It was, mm, it was moving something in my head. And um, that was the first input of... Uh, trying to do something else besides massage. And in Berlin, one of my patients was a pianist. She made me... Uh, I got to know about the, this, this theater group, this American theater group, uh, Living Theater, from Julian Beck and Judith Malina. And I met all these people, all these guys. And in 68, when I was in Corsica working, I went to... Avignon, where the Living Theatre was performing Paradise Now, which was a very, very famous piece at the time. And it was part, we were part of, of uh, the whole action. We, could, we looked at them and they worked for it, and they, we were there when they played it. And there my decision to become a musician was uh, really fixed at the time. Did you listen to, when you, when, you, when you became very active with Cluster, did you listen to bands like Kraftwerk and Neu? Uh, Kraftwerk I never liked very much because I don't like constructed music. It's not my, my thing. Uh, Neu was much more vibrant, much more interesting for me as well. But in general, it was music like... Um, Hush and the Color Codes was in the beginning. Then um, the band, Jimi Hendrix, John, wie heißt der, Van Cleef mit, äh, Van Cleef hat einen Namen, anderen Namen, Frank Zappa, mhm. 
all these guys. I listened a lot to them mm -hmm. because Möbius was friend of pop music and rock music at the time, so I could, I got to know about this music as well a lot. But I didn't. Uh, we never had the aim to copy something. We just had to do what we had to do. But I was thinking of the other bands from Germany that maybe were around at the same mm -hmm. time, like Amundül and Can and on Embryo. Do you, do you know this? The most, the most influential was Ken, because we also know the people. Mm -hmm. And Holger Czuke played on one of some of his records. So Ken was uh, more to our, more closer to our hearts than, mm -hmm. than any other. Did you Florian play? Florian Fricke from Popol mm -hmm. as well. And who else? There, was, there were some we really liked from the German scene. Not Amundiol so much. Embryo. Embryo, mm. in the beginning. Did you play the concerts together? Was that a, was We played sometimes on festivals together. Mm. Yeah. But I had the... In, and you, uh, is it also true that you, had some, um, that you had some contact to Florian Schneider's sister, Claudia? You were friends yeah, with her? That was a girl who sent me... The, oh, that was the girl from Hamburg. Yeah, that was a girl from Hamburg. I see. <laughs> Florian Schneider's sister, Claudia. Yes. I see. She's still not happy about the... That she got to be my wife. <laughs> <laughs> <I see>. <laughs> <laughs> but I see. But, but in general, that what was later summarized as Krautrock, as the the British called it later on, yeah. it was not a real scene back then. There there were bands around that had similar approaches, but it was not that everybody knew each other. I, if, I always hate this 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 quest, this quote Krautrock. What does it mean? I mean no, it's not for a cluster at all. Sure, not yeah. for cluster. Yeah. Possibly for some of Harmonia's work. That should, that could work, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But and also, I guess, because you're 10 years older than some of the others yeah. of the scene. I was you always the oldest, yeah. You had a different approach, I guess. I had a different approach from my, my yeah. curriculum, anyway. Yeah. And from my past. What did, what did it make with you that you lived through the war and... Also, with regards to the political positions in this scene, that you have, you have, you know, like you have experienced. Yeah, I have experienced. I had to go to the Hitler Jugend and to do this, and I remember, I still remember, because I'm writing my autobiography and I'm wondering how I remember when I was a pimp. Hießen die, die ganz jungen hießen nicht Hitler Jugend, yeah, hießen Pimpfe, the very young ones, dass yeah. ich da stehen musste mit dem Arm hoch und dass mir meine Arm runterfiel. Und dass ich bei den, bei, an Walter Ulbricht vorbei demonstrieren musste, das war die Hölle. So you were first member of the young youth organization of the Hitler Youth, ja. which were called PIMS. Und dann And dann later die, on you were... Ich musste dann in die Freie Deutsche Jugend. FDJ, yes. FDJ. Mm -hmm. Und dann haben sie mich in die Armee. And then I had to go to the army. And so I was really burned, a burned child when I got to, to be able to get to Berlin, mm -hmm. to West Berlin. But from what I understand that parts of the, I mean, there were different approaches in different bands at the same time in Germany back mm -hmm. then. But from what I've understood is, or I always thought that it was also motivated by the, the war in that, in, in, in so far that it, they wanted to start something new after the, after their, to, to do something else than their parents' generation, like to start again. There was this expression, our zero, where we start new and like we want to restart. Uh, and, and you know, like find what is German culture after the Nazis. Did not you feel that? Not by purpose, because mm -hmm. my father wasn't a Nazi at all. Mm -hmm. He could, because he was in the First World War, he was uh, Red Cross, on the Red Cross and he had to collect the uh, victims on the field, mm -hmm. on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. And he inhaled Zempfgas, blue, uh, the gift gas. Yeah, yeah. And so he was, his lungs was uh, kaput. Oh. Mm -hmm. And so he, he was not allowed to go to the war, so he didn't have to shoot. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy for him. Mm -hmm. And um, what wanted, did I want to tell? He, they, you didn't have to go into opposition so to I, your I father? No, I, mm -hmm. I, 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 there was not, no, no reason to, to, to uh, construct something mm -hmm. against or mm -hmm. as a new kind of, of art because of Hitler. Mm -hmm. For not for me, I see, I not see. for me. It just happened because I went into the footsteps of my ancestors. It was uh, what I had to do, I think. And um, was it was it maybe a, an idea to do something else than Anglo-American blues-based music? 
I guess not for you as well, because you listen to some of Cross them. Crossfisters, Nash and Young. Yes, you listen well. to them, right? <laughs> so I love them. <laughs> See. Ooh, beautiful. Because that's what some people write about Krautrock today, or what has been uh, summarized as Krautrock, that they wanted to do something else than, you know, like blues-based music. No, 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 no. Not, not. We just had to learn. We wanted to be musicians, and we wanted to do it in a practical way, because otherwise we were, there were no chance to do it, because we didn't study it. Möbius mm -hmm. was a graphic design. I was a healer, a masseur, physiotherapist, and I think um, Brian was a, uh, was a graphic design before as well. Brian, you know, they went to an art school. Many of them mm -hmm. went before they went to be a musician to an art school. I just, uh, it was, uh, I had to go this way. And But the, the liner notes of the first Cluster album with Kay, They stay that's, right about that's the Schnitzler. Okay, because he wrote about the destruction and dissolution of traditional musical yeah. perceptions. That is something that is very conceptual. Kluster, yeah, yeah. Kluster uh -huh. was the idea of Conrad. I see. And Conrad was a pupil of Joseph Beuys. Mm -hmm. And so that was his, his concept. And we just uh, were his slaves. Mm. We had to do it. <laughs> I see. It's, and it's uh, in a way, in a way, er war so stark, he was so, such a strong guy, mm -hmm. he, he's so uh, full of energy to do it, mm -hmm. just to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course it, it was influential, very much influential. We couldn't follow his, his, uh, his uh, concept because we were not intellectuals, we wanted to do it. It was for us was the most important thing to do it and then to see what's coming out. And mm -hmm. you see, Schnitzler left the group anyway. Mm -hmm. Schnitzler left the Zodiac before. He never stayed in one project, and he never stayed with Edgar Fulzer and Klaus Schulze as well. As in Tendry Tendry Dream, Dream, yes. Uh -huh. So he wanted, uh, he was a very, very uh, uh, special person. I see. Uh, I see. Until his end. And, uh, but what, you, what you've done later then, uh, your solo work as well as cl Cluster with C, mm -hmm. is by many people regarded today as a, as a forerunner of ambient music and like mm -hmm. different like, types of electronic music. And I found it interesting that um, whereas most electronic music is urban music, it's like it's, it's technology, it's, it's industrial and all this, your music always seemed very pastoralist. It's really nature music, right? Is that also, I guess, because of your starting in forest yeah. and all this? Uh, it became more and more somehow biological. Organic biology. <laughs> organic music. You can put it in your garden. And <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's, it's, that's why it's very tonal and harmonic yeah. and, and all this. It's floating. That's our aim, to live a harmonic life without uh, doing too much harm to the earth, using too much of their, their energy and taking care of our children, taking care of education, taking care of culture. We run our own festival, the two of us, for about 12 years now. So it's all about health. It's all about health. You do this festival in, in uh, Lund, am See, in Lund, somewhere, yeah. more or less? It's one, it's one uh, beautiful part of Lower Austria, a glacial lake, with uh, water you can drink when you swim. Mm -hmm. It's very seldom coming from a glacier. <laughs> and um, uh, as you've always worked rather intuitive, it's, and the music came from within. It's funny, or it's interesting that you also did, on the same time, you did many. You worked in collaborations with many people. How did that come? I mean, I would imagine if that if you would like let the music flow from your inside. Why do you why do you prefer or why do you like to work with somebody else as a counterpart? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. I love the people I'm working with. It's all about friendship and love. And if uh, all these guys which I'm working with, whom I'm working in the moment, it's about seven people now. It's Lloyd Cole, it's uh, um, Stefan Schneider, it's my group Tempo Stranded, it's four people, it's Christopher Chaplin, Christoph Müller, Leon Moralia. All these guys are friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, we We share the same concept, mm -hmm. we share the same, the same values, and 
that's the main thing. It's the base on which we can work. And it's very challenging to work with these guys because they are different. They have a different approach to music. Some of them have studied music and they do put something into the life. It's most about live music. Mm -hmm. It, uh, they do something, they put something into the live music, which is uh, always challenging. Yeah. yeah, I guess they're very different. Stefan Schneider is, used to be a member of Turoko Kohort, yeah. and, and then you've got Lloyd Cole, of course, then you've got Christoph Müller from Gotan Project, mm -hmm. and Charlie Chaplin's son Christopher, and then you've got also Onan Block as you work mm -hmm. as Cluster. But did you stop that project? There's Cluster with Q as well, which is the third incarnation of. It was a third incarnation of Schnitz. I mean, it's all about Schnitz's concept. It was his concept and it was a very, very successful concept mm -hmm. for us because we could develop ourselves. We could find out about in which way we, we could work in a, uh, to feed our, our, our aims and, and visions. And so it's always... Uh, Cluster with Q is the same thing. It's dedicated to Schnitzler's idea. It's just to stay on that way, mm -hmm. working from the belly, not from there. I mean, of course, with, with our heads. Mm -hmm. But uh, <clears throat> to create music out of the moment, uh, which uh, different gear, what's available in the moment, and with different different people. Like now it's Onlen Bock and Armin Metz, Cluster with Q. Are we just already five records? Yeah. And uh, one must not forget that you're also writing poems and, and uh, yeah. prosaic stories. Yeah, yeah. So you're still doing that? It's uh, somehow the same amount of work um, in text like music. It's 232 records with wow. my name on it. It's <laughs> incredible. Very impressive. Incredible. Yes, yes. And all in between. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I've, I've often read that you are at the you're not listening to any 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 contemporary music or not you try to avoid that is that still the case you're not you're not listening to contemporary music like current I have music no time to it you don't want, or do you not want to because it I might just listening to it when I'm in the audio auto radio sometimes mm -hmm. and not more and more to classical music more and more why is that because. Um, With 80 years, you, you, my brain is full of of uh, cliches. It's it's all for me for my ears. Most of contemporary music is quite on the same level of uh, ingredient form. So I always think, oh, I heard it. I know this. I know this. I know this. I don't know the name from the people who did this but I know the type of music and it, for me it's um, boring to listen to always the same cliches so I stopped to listen classical music I didn't listen a lot so for me classical music is sort of of um, how is this resort I relax with classical music but I don't listen very often even in the auto radio No, it's not necessary. But I guess it might also influence, like when you would listen to too much contemporary music, might it also influence uh, your musical stream that comes out of out of you, that your, your intuitive stream? Possibly, if I would really carefully listen to it, of course, I would say, oh, that's a good piece of music. What shall I do after listening to it? No, no. <laughs> no. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Okay. When, um, I listen, when I listen to the newest music with Christoph Müller, which is very well elaborated stuff, then I think, oh, you are part of it. I didn't do much. I just I'm delivering melody and, and background, but the, the construction, the structure of the pieces are most, it's Christoph. So I'm part of it. I wouldn't be able to do that. I just have to, um, I'm happy that I be part of it, but I can't, wouldn't be able to do it any, at all, at all. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do it. It's not my, my aim.
Chopped about, switched round, switched round, chopped about. 